Welcome to the Cantina Chatter Podcast. Turn up your nostalgia. everyone and welcome back. I'm Victoria, your host here on the Cantina Chatter podcast, your resource for new and retro toys, pop culture, and randomness from the 80s and 90s. So you remember that film Independence Day from 1996, that award-winning, critically acclaimed, universally praised and beloved 90s gem? Yeah, you do. It's uh, one of my favorite films, and uh, it had a toy line, so, you know, that automatically gets my attention, but especially because it's something that I grew up with, and uh, I absolutely love the film. Fascinated by the whole thing of aliens and UFOs, and especially back at the time, um, you know, the mid-90s when, you know, there was that huge UFO craze uh, in America, and uh, this was the perfect film to kind of fit uh, within that climate, so... Really excited to talk Independence Day and its toy line with Toyshas, who is back once again. And uh, we're going to talk about the film, talk about our favorite things about it, and uh, go over the history of it a little bit. And uh, then we're going to get right into the toys and kind of dissect the toy line that Trendmasters created for this film back in 1996. So 90s kids assemble as we set our time traveling dial back to 1996 and talk about ID4. Joining me today over here in the cantina, once again, is none other than Toyshiz. Hello, everyone. How is everyone? Hopefully everyone is doing fantastic, just as are we, because we're going to be talking about one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, I think it's a film that you enjoy quite a bit, too. It is totally a 90s film, and uh, with Independence Day approaching, what better film is there to talk about than Independence Day? And the amount of uh, Academy Awards this movie won, we have to talk about that. That I know. It's insane. Jeff Goldblum, best actor, that was crazy. And uh, who, who who played his dad? What was the name of the actor who played his dad? In oh, Judd Hirsch. Yeah, best supporting actor right there. <laughs> that guy was awesome. He was. Even as a kid, I'm like, I'm like, who is this crazy man? Like, this is, like, my dad doesn't act like this. <laughs> yeah. You know, and somebody mentioned that on Twitter, that that's one of the things about Independence Day is that all the characters are charismatic. They're fun to watch. You know, they each kind of do their own thing. And even the people that are kind of behind the scenes, you know, like like more of the villain type characters, like, you know, the Secretary of Defense, who's kind of like a scumbag. <laughs> uh, I mean, yep. they're fun to hate. You know, it's just like, like everybody in this film truly like stands out. And I think that that's one of the things that, you know, even if it's not the most highly rated film, I think that, you know, you can't deny that, you know, all the character portrayals in this film are pretty awesome. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely like one of the best like character driven movies. And it's like everybody has 
their own little quirks, and they're so decipherable. Much like you know, Jurassic Park, they were all color coded. These ones are all personality coded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, they're flawed characters. Like everybody in this film is is a flawed character, and they're each dealing with their own thing. And like, I don't think there's like a perfect character in this film really like everybody really has like you know fall maybe boomer boomers he's the only good the good the dog this i think that's the only character that oh man yeah he's just, he, he, just pure all the way around <laughs> yeah he is he is totally um, but then even you look at like the president you know he's very rigid he doesn't really want to listen to anybody outside of his you know little circle and then um you know russell case you know obviously um played by the awesome uh, randy quaid um, uh, you know, he's a drunk. I love that ending. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's a drunk. You know, but he comes back at the end. Uh, even like Will Smith, he's kind of a hothead. I mean, like everybody. I mean, this is just kind of scraping, you know, the surface. But like everybody in this this film, you know, is, has some sort of a flaw, and I think that's one of the things that makes them relatable and makes them fun and interesting to watch. And yeah. except for Harry Connick Jr., he he was an ace pilot. He forgot how to fly. He went too high, and he pulled his mask off, and that's why he got killed. That's it's terrible. <laughs> it is awful. I mean, guys, keep the mask on, especially if it's a direct order. Yeah, if Will Smith is telling you to do something, just do it. Like, come on. <laughs> Will Smith knows best. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. This I, this is gonna be a lot of fun. There's like I'm already like going through like the movie in my my head, going like, oh my god, there's so many wild, crazy moments. Yeah. And just bizarre stuff that happens, but it all works. I don't know why it works so well. It does. Yeah, so lots of great characters, and uh, we got to talk about the era in which this film came out, because like I said, it's a 90s film. It's like a quintessential 90s film. Everything about it, you know, is is very 90s. You know, the technology, the way they speak to each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, even the visuals. The visuals are pretty darn good, but, you know, they are, it does have a very 90s feel about it. But I think, like, at that time, uh, one of the things I remember is that the film was pretty well praised for its visual effects. Is that correct? I think yeah uh, I remember I mean they they used this was uh like the perfect amalgamation of like like the just beginning computer effects that you know Jurassic Park had utilized and everything else and it was it was pretty dang realistic especially when they did like some of the models I think they destroyed the Empire State Building or something like that it blows up and you can go okay that's a model but when they blow up the White House I was like <laughs> dang like that's that's the money shot right there yeah yeah, that it is pretty awesome. And of course, I'm sure we all remember, you know, that that teaser with the White House being blown up. Oh, what's that? Yeah, <laughs> I think I remember sitting in the theater and some like older guy was like, "Well, that's just terrible. Like, why would they <laughs> do that?" And as a kid, I'm like, "Cool. Like, what's this gonna be?" Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's funny. Um, so do you remember the time that you saw Independence Day in, in the theater? I saw it on opening night and I went with uh, my family and like two other family. Like we were having like a bar, like it was a day at the beach barbecue. And my, you know, my parents had wanted to see it. They, the other parents of those kids I was friends with, they wanted to see it. We all went and the theater was packed. Like it was like people were screaming, like people were losing their minds over this movie i remember that and uh it was it was a lot of fun i remember not really like pretty sure i saw it like two or three times my parents used to drop me off in the theater they would just be like hey we'll see you in like a couple days go to the movies <laughs> for a couple hours and uh, i remember seeing it like a lot of times so i kind of got the story more as i saw it a couple times um but yeah it was anarchy like people were so jazzed to see this movie because 
even when they kind of did the trailers and stuff, they didn't tell you what it was. It was a great like marketing right thing. It was like, yeah, the White House blows up and there's like aliens or something, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like there's they don't mention the guy in the crop duster or. <laughs> you know, and then well, they're like, oh, Will Smith is in it. You're like, oh, cool. And they're like, oh, the guy from The Fly is in it. It's like, ah, yeah, that's cool too, I guess. So, it was uh, it was a blast. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I saw it with my dad and my brother. We were, uh, I think, uh, my mom was doing shopping or something. Obviously, you know, it's summertime. You know, you're at home. You know, you're a kid, and um, you know, so we went to see it one one afternoon and. Um, yeah, it's like you're saying the it was a full house. It was a uh, it was opening weekend. I don't know if it was opening day that we saw because uh, according to what I have here, it says July second, that was mm-hmm. the opening day. But when you look at that, July second was actually a Tuesday. So that's hmm. kind of weird if that's if that's the case. But it also makes sense because maybe they wanted to get it out before July fourth, which I guess they still could have done it the, the weekend before that, but. Yeah, now I'm thinking like, oh my god, are my memories like false or what? You know, what am I thinking? But as, as far as what I remember, yeah, it was whatever that day had it had come out, um, and and maybe it was like if it was Tuesday, maybe it was like a couple days later, and I would just had a little kid memory going on. But uh, yeah. yeah, either way, I remember it just being like Pacula. Oh yeah. <laughs> And uh, I know that we saw it before 4th of July, and I think that was like the perfect way to do it because, you know, in the excitement leading up to the 4th of July, um, you know, this movie is, is perfect. So I'm pretty sure we saw it maybe like the day before, or two days before that or something. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Every Independence Day, like for a couple years after that, everyone always talked about this movie, too. They were always like, oh, man, I hope the aliens don't show up on, you know, at least... <laughs> people that i talk to in my family and stuff sure, like that sure. i'm like oh yeah and then after a while you're like okay we got it it's not fun anymore yeah <laughs> they would even show it on tv every year like every independence day for like 10 years after it came out it would be on like some channel on the fourth of july yeah no it's it's probably not the only movie but it is like the july 4th movie right like christmas has got a couple yeah. halloween's got a couple like this is this is the uh, the holiday or the movie holiday for uh, Independence Day. <laughs> yeah, totally. I try to watch it every July Fourth. If I can't do that, you know, I try to watch it like right before that. But um, like I said, I still highly enjoy this film, even if it isn't like the most highly rated film. It's still freaking awesome, and you know, it's one of those things. It's it's from your childhood, so you you associate it with you know, growing up and whatnot. But yeah, uh, I just want to look here at you know, how it rated at the time. So this is going off Rotten Tomatoes, which obviously I don't, as far as I know, didn't exist in 1996. No, um, but the I don't t- think so. It right. shows that it had 64% critics and uh, audience score 75%. So. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think like critics like didn't really, they're like, what is the, this is, cause this is new. Like, <laughs> I don't understand these types of new blockbusters and, uh, Critics were just like, I don't care. This or uh, regular folks, regular folks like us, we were just like, oh yeah, this is amazing. Blow more stuff up. Let's do sequels. Yeah, yeah, totally. We want more aliens. That's what we want. There were they were supposed to do sequels. They just they were supposed to have like two more. It was supposed to be like ID four two and then ID four forever. I think it was yeah, or something yeah, like that. that. And then it just never. Never got, got off, the, off ground. the ground. Probably probably for good reason, as we uh, came to know very recently. <laughs> Right. Oh really? I see. As goofy as that, like that was terrible, but I still loved it. And the best part was, I saw it in the same theater. I saw the original Independence awesome. Day like twenty years later. That's awesome. I love oh, that. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, looking here at uh, the uh, Roger Ebert website, so it looks like on they uh, they rated it back on July second, nineteen ninety six, and uh, he gave it uh, two and a half out of three stars. Kind oh, of a, okay. kind of a weird system that they used to use, you know, the yeah. three star system. <laughs> but he says the best shot in Independence Day is one of the first ones of a vast shadow falling across the lunar surface, and totally agree with that. That's like a perfect way that they started this movie. Just like you know, it, yeah. it's out in space. You have like the, the the theme playing, you know, very softly, and then you see that flag and the plaque there of you know how the first men in the moon, on the moon came in peace for all mankind, and yeah. Um, yeah, and then you see the shadow looming over. It's like, oh my god, this you know they're not wasting any time with this movie. No, I love and I love like the guy in Seti where he's like, you know, he, he calls the guy in the middle of the night. He's like, unless this is like a beautiful woman, I'm, I'm hanging up. And the guy like, <laughs> I don't know, sleeps under a drawer or something like that. Like he hits his head, <laughs> and I'm like, what did you hit your head on? Like, a, it's not a bunk bed. Like, did you? They put they just put something there just to be like, I hit your head on something. It'll be funny. Yeah. Like. Yeah, then he kills himself. He slips on golf balls or whatever he says. <laughs> yeah, what's with the golf balls here? You're gonna kill me. Um, yeah, I thought I always thought it was a bunk bed. I don't know why, but uh, that's a good point. It probably is a desk. I mean, that would make sense. Everybody like is working here, but they're on their pajamas, right? So it's like yeah, yeah. Well, um, apparently, SETI. I I don't know why I know this, but SETI is like a completely like uh, like you donate your time. You don't exactly work there, and that might be really wrong, but I think that's right. So these people don't really work i don't know maybe they've changed setting yeah, but well, uh, I mean, apparently it's like a donated time thing <laughs> yeah well, you can do it from home on your own computer <laughs> yeah now seriously <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you do in your spare time oh i you know i look for alien life yeah that um, should be that would be that would be the best answer you give anybody it's like yeah i just uh, i'm searching it out i'm gonna find it and they'll be like oh yeah yeah sure no, no problem that's, that's my hobby that's what they, you'd say <laughs> Um, but yeah, so no, I mean, it has a great opening and, uh, I totally agree with what he said there about that opening shot. Uh, here's another review from the Hollywood reporter from 1996. And, um, basically they rated it, uh, by not giving it a rating. I guess Hollywood reporter doesn't do ratings per se, but they do a written mm. review. So, uh, he said they, Okay, so the person that wrote this was, uh, okay, so the Hollywood Reporter staff. It's not attributed to any one person. Uh, hmm. In short, it's the world against the aliens, and there's a ticking clock in this War of the Worlds-ish saga. Uh, like the 70s disaster films, an odd and unlikely assortment of individuals rally together to take on the overwhelming natural force, in this instance, the invading aliens, <laughs> uh, end quote. So that kind of goes back to like what we were saying. You know, you have all kinds of characters that are interacting with one another, and uh, they're facing, you know, these insurmountable odds of, you know, these high tech aliens coming from another, you know, planet or galaxy or who knows what. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that's one of the best qualities about this film is that you do kind of have that ragtag group of different people and, you know, coming together and being able to have like a really meaningful impact ultimately. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those movies when you're watching it, you're just like, especially when you first see it, you're just like, how are they going to beat these people? And then they really like with Bill Pullman's speech, you're just like, oh man, he killed it. Like I'm on board. Let's fly up there and like destroy these things like that. That was a dang good. He knew, he knew what he was doing with that speech. He got everybody. Going. Oh, you went, you went to the speech. You went to the speech. <laughs> Let's talk about that speech because yeah, I mean, that's, 
that's highly regarded probably as the best part of the film. I mean, even some people will say, you know, the speech is kind of cheesy and, you know, it's kind of, you know, predictable. But I mean, it's a freaking great speech. I mean, like you can apply. I think movies have tried to recapture that speech like in their own ways. And I don't think it's ever been done as quite meaningfully or had the same impact that it quite had in Independence Day. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, being like, you know, let's say an American citizen, if something were like, like with, uh, with the 9-11, if that happened, like that was essentially that speech, you know what I mean? Over and over again, like remember, like every, after all the terrible things that happened, it was just like, you know, just come together. And when you're watching this movie, you're just like, dang, like that, that's a, like an edge of your seat kind of moment. Like, all right, they gotta, they gotta win. If they don't win, then you know what? At least they went down fighting. So, yeah. You can't uh, you can't get better than that. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a great speech, and you know I tear up when I when I watch Independence Day and that comes on. I mean, it, it's hard not to. I mean, it's it's just so oh, like yeah. it's no, acted out <laughs> perfectly. Like Bill Pullman's acting in that scene is like, like yeah. he he doesn't flinch, and it's like you see like the reactions of all the you know with all the characters like the shots looking at different people, and um, you know it, it it's inspiring. It, it really is. Except for the one guy, the guy at the end that salutes, he's just way too into it. I always remember that. Like, I'd be like, yes. And then when it cuts to him, I'm like, oh, you killed it, man. Like, you were the guy. Never really. (laughs) Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I never really thought about it that way, though. Yeah, he's like, he's so, like, hyped up. He's like, yeah, let's do it. He's probably the first one to get blown up, too. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a really great shot there, too, of Russell Case, um, you know, just like, you know, Randy Quaid, like, you know, he's, he's sobered up, you know, he's had some coffee and, like, yeah, you know it's it's uh, yeah. I, I just loved like those cuts. It's kind of like in Rogue One, you know, when you, in, uh, when you see like Jin or so kind of giving the speech, and you know they kind of cut to all the different actors to their faces for a moment. Same sort of feel. Yeah, and uh, you know what? Like in talking about like you know having the the speech is like a a tearjerker almost moment. Like even when Randy Quaid is like, you know what? Like tell my kids like you know adios, and you're just like, oh man, like he like he's come full circle. Like he was like like you said like the drunk, and then like thrown in jail and then he's like pretty much you know just an alcoholic the rest of the movie yeah, and he's he ridiculed constantly saves the day <laughs> god that's like the greatest line at the end where like he's like hello boys you know imagine yep. see, imagine waking up and seeing randy quaid like looking at you like that like oh my god that's funny um so we actually watched independence day in uh i think it was the year after that i want to say i was in seventh yeah i was in seventh grade and uh, we watched it and uh, it was in my reading class or whatever. I don't remember why we watched Independence Day, but it was like towards the end of the year. She's like, you guys are watching Independence Day. So we did. <laughs> but, you know, when they have like the strip club part, she did kind of stand in front of the TV so we couldn't see that. But um, Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was a guy, you know, I was a guy. I, I was like that part. I was like, I didn't know what was happening. You know what I mean? Like, oh, what is <laughs> this about? Like, cool. And now you know what uh, what Harry Connick Jr. meant. He's like he's like you know she's a stripper or he won't let you fly the space shuttle. Uh, You're right. You marry a stripper, and I'm like that makes sense now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, so one of the things we also got to talk about is the culture in which this film came out because, as you probably well remember, like mid uh, to late 90s like just the whole hype behind like ufo mania and aliens and yeah i mean this was a huge part of like pop culture at the time like you like aliens and ufos were everywhere yeah i remember as a kid like 
I, I was into aliens. You know what I mean? Like I had books and, and you know, paranormal stuff and like all that. Like, yeah, that was like unsolved mysteries was my jam. Like <laughs> Robert Stack, that scared the heck out of me. Like my God, that show. But, um, yeah, everyone in some way was like really into aliens. <laughs> yeah. It, it was everywhere. Like, you know, this is a time that the X-Files was on television. It was very popular. Yeah. Uh, this is a time that weird documentaries like Alien Autopsy were coming out, um, which, you know, was... Oh, my God. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> like, supposedly it was like some film that was, you know, all the way back from like after Roswell and, you know, the, somebody just stumbled upon it all of a sudden in the 90s are like oh check this yep. out even people like stan winston were lending their voice to it and saying oh yeah you know i think this is real because you can't replicate this and that and yeah <laughs> you know what there was a um there was a special on fox that was like i think it was probably a week or two before independence day came out and i remember they used to do that with a lot of like fox movies they did it with x-files like fight the future and um I remember they were talking about how like the they had they had had the government's permission to like use certain facilities and you got planes and everything else that they could use and as soon as they were like well the movie's about aliens in Area 51 they were like okay no we can't probably because of a security measure you know uh-huh. and on the documentary I remember the guy I think Dean Devlin or the director was like he's like I think we were just kind of like stirring things up but they don't want us to know and I'm like as a kid I was like yeah, that's that's probably right. Like they were, and now I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like no, probably just was didn't want to let you uh, film in a highly restricted area. So right, I always thought that was funny. Yeah, it, it it was everywhere though, and I think it was like two years later that Men in Black came out, right? Yeah, because um, this was the movie that made Will Smith the like the summer blockbuster guy, and then he killed it with. Um, Wild Wild West, right? Wasn't that like his last one or something like that? But it went like Independence Day, Men in Black, Wild Wild West, something like that. Yeah. Oh, gosh, Wild Wild West. God, my God, that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, won't, we won't go there. We'll stick to... No, uh, we'll save that for another episode. Yeah, where, yeah, we'll stick it'll to... It'll be like a five-minute episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, but aliens were everywhere. Uh, there was also that incident in Phoenix where they had those lights. You know, do you remember that? It was something that it was. Well, it was all the news, right? And then people were like really freaking out about it. Yeah. And it turned out it was like they never actually out what it was. Was yeah. that the the one? Yeah. They said it was like weather balloons or something, but um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's always weather balloons it's for some reason. Weather. We never use them, but it's Goddamn always weather, weather balloons. balloons. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, it was, you know, even when you go to the store, like I remember back, to, I think it was around, it was this area, it was like 97. Uh, we went mm-hmm. to uh, to a mall and I remember there was a company at the time, it was called Shadowbox Collectibles and they were manufacturing like this line of like little alien figurines. Okay. And uh, they were like, they were like in different scales. I'll have to send you the link, but they were actually pretty cool. I remember my brother had one. Um, and then, you know, even in the Valentine's Day section, you'd see like aliens, you know, like alien um valentine's day cards you'd see like in cereal boxes they'd come with like posters that just had like generic like space and alien stuff and (laughs) there's a poster actually from somewhere in that era like the mid 90s i think it was like 96 that came in a cereal box and for the life of me i don't remember what cereal it was Uh, i remember in my head exactly what the poster looked like but i've looked for it for years on ebay and online i've never been able to find it was it an alien like an alien face 
part and then it uh, no. so it was no. like it was like a cereal i don't know what cereal it was but they had like a series of four posters that you would get in your cereal box and they were about space and one of them was about extraterrestrials and it had just like a family of aliens that were like kind of gathered around and oh, okay. you know, like talking to each other and you know it was kind of weird but it's the kind of thing that I, I could still see it in my head but i have no idea what happened to that poster and <laughs> I, i've been looking for it for years and i can't find it anywhere sounds like a sounds like a cornflakes sort of marketing campaign no. <laughs> <laughs> no that sounds really uh sounds really interesting i don't know i think it I'm gonna say it vaguely sounds familiar, but I have no recollection of that. Huh. Yeah, there were all kinds of weird, you know, cereal box toys and posters, oh, yeah. and I mean, we could even do a whole episode about that someday. Oh, cereal packings back in the day, like kids don't even know. Nope. Like there, there was stuff. I mean, you'd go to the grocery store and kind of open it up and like, like oh, there, that's the one I want. And you kind of stuff the cereal back in. Don't do that now. You'll get in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because occasionally they'll still do things like spoons. Yeah. You know, like color changing spoons that change color in your milk. And sometimes I'll see like where people have gone through and ripped open the cereal boxes to get the spoons out. (laughs) But. Oh, yeah. That's like Marvel Legends and everything else these days. Like people just (laughs) taking pieces and parts and God, stop doing that, people. (laughs) Yeah, stop doing that. It's it's a bad habit. It's not very nice. Yeah. Especially when it's the figure I've been looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, this movie really came out at the perfect time. Uh, you know, uh, UFO mania across America. People talking about aliens because of the X-Files and, you know, all these great mediums. And uh, yeah, so Independence Day comes out. It's a huge movie. It's like a like, tremendously successful summer blockbuster uh, it went. It had a budget of seventy-five million dollars. It went on to make eight hundred and seventeen million dollars. Dang! Wow! And and that is shocking. I mean, nowadays, if it made that much money, they would have had like they would have greenlit the sequel the next day. Like, oh, oh guess yeah. what? We got two, three. We're gonna Avatar the heck out of this thing. So right. It's like, oh, you don't have a story. You'll you'll figure it out. Let's just go ahead and give you the contract right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it is kind of an unusual thing how they took so long to do the sequel, but. Um, yeah, so let's go back and talk a little bit about the uh, the cast because I know that you know we we're we've been talking a little bit about how strong the cast is. Yeah. Um, but if we focus like on the primary cast, so you know you're, we already talked a little bit about Will Smith. You know, this is kind of like like the film that solidified him as like an A list like blockbuster star. And uh, prior to that, of course, he had been you know most well known from The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, which you know another '90s show that. Uh, I find still highly entertaining to watch whenever that comes on TV. I don't know about you. Yeah, I still watch that. You know, like like you said, I, I don't go looking for it. But when I'm like <laughs> going through it, I'm like, okay, all right. I'll yeah, watch yeah. This right it's, now. It, it's like it's like Full House. It's like, oh, okay, Full House is on. I'll, I'll, I'll give that a look. I always remember watching like Extreme Ghostbusters and going like, is that Carlton's voice? Like I played <laughs> Roland. I was like, and I looked it up. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. That's funny. Everything's connected. <laughs> Everything's connected. And then, uh, of course, you know, Bill Pullman, uh, he had been in some other 90s films around that era. Uh, yeah. While You Were Sleeping, I think, was is one that comes to mind. I always remember him in that film, like, buying donuts or something. Was was Casper before Independence Day or was that after? I think it was before. I'm going to look that up right now. Because so. that's, that's what I – if it was before, then I was like, oh, that's the dad from – 
Casper. It, it was before. It was the year before, actually, 1995. Okay. Yeah, that movie was awesome. I don't know how you feel about that one, but I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I haven't seen it since then. I mean, I, I liked it at the time, but... Oh, it's on Netflix. I, I've watched it like a couple times. That's I'll be funny. like, oh. That's funny. I got to check it, it out. Still holds, it still holds up. And I forgot like the Ghostbusters, you know, Ray dances in it for like a split second and <laughs> just a bunch of old jokes and stuff but eh, it still holds up it's very again it's a very 90s movie like you're saying like yeah yeah no cell phones everyone's calling by landlines right <laughs> remember devin sawa oh yeah he was oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah he was like on the cover of every like issue of like what was it back then like 16 and teen bobber and all those magazines oh, i was gonna say like was it disney adventures yeah i know yeah i know probably you're right in that sense too but i think um Devin saw. Yeah, he was in, uh, what is it, uh, Final Destination and stuff, too. Mm, mm-hmm. I love that movie. <laughs> not the other ones, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not the other ones. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, of course, obviously, you know, Bill Pullman, I thought he did really well in this film. And, you know, very, you know, handsome looking president and, you know, I, you know, big draw right there. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you have Jeff Goldblum, who's like the greatest thing ever. And, um, you know, he's off uh, a few years off the heels of Jurassic Park and, you know, all those other films that he did in the, you know, the late 80s going into the 90s and like The Fly mm-hmm. that you mentioned earlier. Oh, yeah. That movie, that movie terrified me. <laughs> I saw that, like, I was watching it by myself. I was, my mom was like, oh, I was going to put a movie on for you. And when his head, like, splits open in the mirror, I, like, lost it. I was like, what is, like, what is this? I know. When his, like, he's looking in the mirror and he's, like, pulling, like, his nose off and his ears off. And he keeps going. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. And it's just, like, it's, I still think about that. Every, you know what I mean? And and then when the guy or, like, the boyfriend or whatever is, like, fighting with the fly and he starts, like, vomiting, like, acid on him. And I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. Like, what is this? it's it's crazy yeah yeah i was a kid too and my mom showed me that and i was like why did you make me watch this yeah (laughs) um yeah we were were tougher back then as kids we we sat through alien we sat through howard the duck oh god yeah that movie (laughs) they Um, should somebody said to me the other day they're like you know like I said, oh, I like I, I don't mind Disney took over and like, well, I hope you enjoy them making Howard the Duck movies. I'm like, they already made a Howard the Duck movie. I'm like, Disney wasn't even a part of that. <laughs> and they were like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm like, how old are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You encounter that sometimes these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Jeff Goldblum was pretty awesome. I mean, I kind of feel like Jeff Goldblum is kind of almost the same guy like in every movie sort of yeah he is. Um, which i'm not saying that's a bad thing it's just like he's you know there are some actors that you know just kind of are like that you know like they feel like they're kind of playing the same character and uh you he's know. yeah he's very much like he has that personality and like he's gotten even more popular i think as a result like over the years because of that because he's just like He's so like scatterbrain, it, it you know, but he's very appealing, very charming. Yeah, you know when he when he talks. And uh, one of my favorite movies that he's in is uh, The Life Aquatic, which is also one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time. But you know, he's just he's so deadpan about everything. And uh, yeah, yeah Goldblum, he, he can't he can't do wrong at this point. I don't think he you know? can't. He's a national treasure, and <laughs> he deserves to be loved the way that he is. Yeah, and uh, rumor is he's coming back to the next Jurassic Park. Ooh. Yeah. I'll, I guess they all are, I guess, I, but we'll I hope see. So. That that would be like 
like the greatest thing since Jurassic Park, probably. So right, yeah, <laughs> I gotta do it for the last tech. Well, I'm sure they'll make a ton more, but if you really want to cap it off, right? And then, right, totally. You know, do Jurassic Park in space or whatever they do next. You know, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think one of the coolest things about it is character. You know, it's a very quirky thing. Is you know, he's always like recycling and like admonishing people for not you know throwing their can in the recycling bin and yeah. Um, yeah, he's, you know, I think he has that line like, oh, you know, I'm always trying to save the planet. Well, you know, here's my chance, you know, go, go fight the aliens. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's definitely a very nerdy character. But, you know, like we were saying, like all these characters have a, have a, a lot of charisma and, you know, they just come across as very relatable and very likable. I always I always liked like in that scene in the beginning where he's like he's like talking to his boss or I forget exactly what their relationship was, but like maybe it's his the guy he works with, but he had that, he has that really raspy voice. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's funny, but you know, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, so big, David, like David. <laughs> I always remember that. That's a good impression. Do it again. <laughs> I, that man's throat must like burn on fire. Cause like, even to do that, he's like, he's like, so big. And then, oh, and then he's on the phone with like his, um, his uh, per- doctor or something like that, and like the blood, like, he sees all the carnage coming out of him. He just gives up, and I'm like, oh man, that, that character. <laughs> His name is uh, was it Harvey? Harvey Fierstein. Har- Harvey Fierstein. Fierstein. Yeah, Fierstein. something like that. Yeah. I, I like that. Uh, he, all the side characters too have such personality. Yeah, you know? yeah. I bet this guy's been smoking since he was like eight. Right. God dang. Like <laughs> God. It's like, do you like? You got to drink water like, every second of the day. Like, my God, it's got to burn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. All the side characters have, you know, their own like quirks and personalities. And, um, you know, that goes back to, you know, just all the characters really kind of shining in their own way. You know, everybody has their moment. You know, a lot of them die, but, you know, everybody does have their moment. So, yeah, so that even is... the, the general, um, I want to say general Hardcastle, but I don't think that was that's from Superman. Um you know, he's like, you cost us the lives of hundreds of American pilots. And the little weasel, he's like, oh, we, we didn't know. Well, you know, and then, yeah, they're, uh, every single one of the characters is great. <laughs> I would love to get action figures for them now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that would be awesome. Like, if they went back and, you know, kind of like they're doing now with a lot of lines, you know, you know, they, but they made, like, updated yeah. ID4 toys. And we'll get into the toys in just a little bit. Funko, but, um, Funko, make make them. You you seem to be really good at making all those like really odd end type, you know, three and three quarter inch figures. Do that. Do still crazy right? independence day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that would be super cool. Uh, another character here, the son of uh, Russell Case. Uh, actor, his name is James Duvall, and uh, oh yeah, Miguel. Yeah, yeah. But what? I I recognized him from other films as well. He would. <sighs> Uh, what, what's he from? I forget. I mean, I know his face. I can see his face. Yeah, even the daughter. The daughter was from uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, yeah, she, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But this other guy, he's he was in uh, Gone in sixty seconds. I think that's the thing that stands out to me the most. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Another movie. That one was in actually in the nineties, but it it feels like it's from that era still. Seriously, dang. Yeah, that was like what are we coming up like fifteen years now for that? Just. 2000 oh wow 19 yeah it's a long <laughs> long time ago and it's another one of my favorite movies too oh yeah but um yeah so i mean lots of different people in this film and you know you do see a lot of them in different you know films and to different uh you know different extents but um one thing i also want to touch on here is like the 90s-ness of this film so 
Um, they're talking about like computers and viruses and satellites and like back in the 90s like this is when all this stuff kind of came to the forefront i think of the public consciousness like yeah you know like nobody really had computers until like the 90s that's when people started getting them even before we had the internet you know we started having computers so we could like type things up and you know play computer games and you know very like by today's standards very rudimentary stuff well, I remember when my parents got a computer and like the main thing everyone they like, don't make sure you don't get a virus. Like don't <laughs> download anything or go on eBay. I remember it was like the first night we got our computer. I went on eBay because everyone was like, yeah, you got to go on eBay. Like you can buy like anything you want or something like that. And my parents thought I ordered just by clicking on things. They're like, oh my God, like how did you order? Like our, like, like our bank account and credit cards are all hooked up somehow by, you know what I mean? Like none of that uh-huh. worked back in the day. Yeah, was, yeah too funny but um (laughs) oh that was fun to have computers back in the day god dang yeah it was and you know like dial up and yeah when you look at the the film you look at like the font on their computer screens and you know the the types of computers they're using it just like it's very rooted like in this era of the mid 90s (laughs) especially since the aliens had their own uh, countdown clock, which David was able to access, and then he was, you know, he's like, check. He's like, what happens now? He's like, checkmate or something like that. Yeah. That countdown finally hits, and but the graphics for everything is just so beautifully like '90s. Like, oh man. Yeah, even the clothing. Like, if you look at like the the suits, like like the women are wearing in the White House, or um, yeah, yeah, you know, just the styles, the hairdos, like all that. You know, just has a very '90s look about it, and. um it- it's like funny. one of the one of the best scene. I, I, I before we you know start up tonight, I watched a couple scenes from Independence Day just to jog the memory. But uh, when they are like the first ship is going to come into view, and like David's running up the staircase, and everyone's running down, and they're showing like various shots of New York City. Just everything they show is like you said, so '90s. Like you got. Like the homeless, you got the kids playing basketball, you got people like at a hot dog stand, the taxis, um, <laughs> the traffic inside, you know, Central Park and everything else. Like it's it's like a time capsule movie almost. <laughs> totally. So uh, here we are. It's 2019 and uh, we are 22 years removed from uh, Independence Day. How would you say that the film holds up all this time afterward? I think in terms of you know, nowadays with what special effects are, people would say like, oh man, like this is an antiquated looking movie. But, you know, like even with movies like Alien and Jurassic Park, especially, all those special effects hold up. There's some cheesy moments here and there, Mm. but Independence Day overall is still really awesome. There's a couple shots where you're like, "Eh," you know what I mean? Like maybe like that alien spaceship flying through the desert and that one little scene where, you know, it's blasting at the... uh, at the jet, but um, mm-hmm. I, I, I personally, and you know, also the fact that we saw it in theaters, we have like a connection to it. But I think personally, I think people would definitely still like it. I think it's I, such an odd movie not to not to like. <laughs> yeah, I would. I'm inclined to agree with that. I think that it does hold up in the sense that it is still a fun, entertaining film. But I do really think you had to have seen Independence Day like as a kid back during that era because. As we, yeah. were, we were saying, it is a very 90s film in a lot of ways, and um, it fit perfectly 
for the time, you know, right there in the midst of, you know, UFOs and pop culture and, you know, just being so prominent. And it was just like the right time for this film. And uh, I think that's what makes it special still is, you know, for us, you know, it's the nostalgia looking back and remembering, you know, that setting and being kids. And Mm -hmm. uh, even now, you know, it's still a fun watch and it's fun to relive it. Well, I think even when they did um, Independence Day Resurgence recently, I think that shows like these types of movies or, you know, Independence Day wouldn't work these days. Like that, the movie is a complete, like it's a goofball movie. It has its good parts. It's overall kind of like, but I enjoy it purely because it's a sequel to, you know, a movie that I actually really liked. So it's not the best, but there's worse things out there. Yeah, you know, and that that is true. I mean, um, Independence Day Resurgence is definitely, uh, it feels like in spirit, like, like they were trying to recreate the first film. Like yeah. the, the humor is very similar. The actors, a lot of the lines, the way they relate to each other, all that's very similar. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And I think that's that's another thing we didn't really touch on, though, is like the humor of the film. You know, uh, the first Independence Day, it's, there's a lot of it in there. There's a lot of stuff that makes you grin. And, um, y- you know, it doesn't take itself too seriously. I will say the one thing I don't, I never like, never sat well with me was the president's wife dying. Because ah, I can't think of her name. Fifty Cent's wife now, or whatever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she, uh, uh, Vivek A. Fox. Vivek A. Fox. Thank you. Yes. Um, she goes through that whole storyline where she is trying to save her, save her, save her. They finally save her, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, your wife died." <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. And you know what? There's never a moment of like the president saying to Will Smith, um, "Oh, how coincidental!" You know, your wife found my wife. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That's exactly right. It's, it should have been like, you saved my wife, I'm going to help you. And then that's why I'm flying the jet. Because like, when he does get in the jet, I'm like, you know, your daughter is like sitting there, right? Like, you're just gonna, (laughs) you know, leave her? Like, come on. So yeah, if I had to nitpick the movie, that was one of the things that never sat well with me. Yeah, it it is a little (laughs) weird. It is a little, you know, plot armor, as they say. Yeah. Um, it still it, works, though. It it's, it still works. We can easily overlook that in light of how good the movie is otherwise. One of the settings in the film, too, is uh, it's not there anymore, but the El Toro base in Orange County. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I, I lived really close by there as, as a, you know, years later, obviously, like as an adult. But um, uh, I always I always thought about that when, when I would drive by there. And, you know, you still see, like, signs and stuff. It's like, oh, that's the El Toro from Independence Day. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, my dad, yeah, he took me there, I think, once or twice. I remember going there as a little kid. Nice. But, yeah, uh, it's been closed for years now, which is a shame. But, yeah, still yeah. cool to say, oh, yeah, I've been there. Like, when you know, he was all, my dad, you know, military and all that kind of stuff. So, he knew that well. And he was all like, he was very into seeing this movie. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, yeah, of course, this episode would not be complete without us touching on the toy line made for ID4. So a lot of people are gasping right now. What? What? Like, toys? Why would you guys talk about toys? toys? Made? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, ID4 had a toy line made by Trendmasters, which is not around anymore. I've looked for them and they're not they're just not around. But Godzilla they, bankrupted. Them. <laughs> yeah, most likely. Um, they produced a pretty well-rounded line for the film. It had action figures, uh, both of the human cast, at least some of the characters. It had, you know, the aliens. It had some vehicles that were, you know, not really scaled for the figures, but like, you know, kind of smaller, you know, scale. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, there was, it was pretty well built up. Um, so going back to 1996, what are your, your most prominent memories of this toy line? I'll tell you what, like, like we were talking earlier, like the most prominent memories I have of this toy line was this like janky old Kmart that used to be by my house and they had Independence Day toys and I, you know, I had gotten a few of them and I still have the Supreme Commander because that is still one of my, you know, favorite toys. It's just with all my other giant things I got on my shelf, but, um, these like people like destroyed these toys. I remember the the cards being all bent. They were always all over the ground or <laughs> off the shelf or whatever. And um, I do remember like I'm t- like what are the good things? Uh, no, like uh, I remember the plastic uh, bubble coming off and the discs were all dislodged oh, inside wow. with the figures and stuff. So yes, uh, floppy discs. That was a '90s thing and a very yeah. '90s uh, <laughs> accessory to have we can i'm sure we'll get to that um but um they just it was all basically what it was like the same uh, uh figure almost like the alien in the bio suit or, yeah. or they're called harvesters right isn't that what they're the aliens are called or the locusts whatever they they never really had like an official name but i think that's what yeah. people call them yeah quite possibly um but yeah you're right like i think the aliens if you look at them heads are each different like shapes Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So the red one, the the red one came out. I think that was it had spikes or something to it, right? What's his yeah. name? Yeah. Uh, weapons expert. The weapon. Yeah. There you go. The weapons <laughs> expert. There were okay. So that's the thing about these aliens. They made them really fun by kind of assigning each of them their own sort of role. Like you know, you had the alien weapon expert. Uh, you also had like a zero gravity alien, which was like a gray one that you know was kind of it must have been like a, a later wave because I don't remember seeing that in stores. Um. Yeah, that was the other thing. I'd never, looking at them and having done research, I don't think I ever saw half these ones in the stores, especially the uh, playset. Right, right. You had the attacker pilot, which was basically the only one that's like film accurate. Yeah. Um, That's the one that Will Smith punches in the face. Uh, there was also the uh, the shock trooper, alien shock trooper. That's actually the very first one I have. It's pretty cool because it's like a dark purple color, but it has glitter on it. Um, yes, I had I had that one. Uh-huh. Nice. So that we have uh, a, a chain of grocery stores. It's still there in Texas called HEB, and uh, that is actually where I got that very first shock trooper. Oh, okay, cool. So, Isn't that cool when you always think about like old, like the most uh, like the oddest places where you'd find toys? It's never like you know the usual. It's like oh yeah, this like small little store. Yeah, that's always <laughs> those are always the best stories. Yeah, that was a good that was a good evening though. I remember being there. I remember my grandma was there. I remember my mom was there. My brother and sister. Uh, my brother got one too. He actually got the attacker pilot. And, oh, cool. Uh, yeah, and later on, I don't remember ex- you know exactly how how I got it, but I also had the alien science officer, which uh, I thought was the coolest one because they had this like really metallic like blue and silver like color palette and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just really, really attractive. But yeah, it wasn't until years later where I got to go. I was, you know, on eBay. I think this was like mid to late 2000s. And then I saw all these other ones, like like I was saying, the, the zero gravity alien, uh, which is basically like a gray version. Yeah, you make if you want to go back and like, I, I want to go on eBay tonight. <laughs> <laughs> There's also the alien ultimate commander, which is like the rarest one. And it even has a sticker on it that says limited production. I don't know what it was from or... Huh. Yeah, so I got that one on eBay like years later and it has like this really like shiny like chrome finish. Have you seen that one? 
No, it, what's, uh, it's called the Supreme Commander. Supreme. Or, yeah, Commander. Is it the Biocontainment Chamber one? No, um, Ultimate Commander, sorry. Oh, okay, Ultimate Commander. I don't see that one. Yeah, my, the Supreme Commander, that, my, the electronics on my still work and the face opens. God, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. Oh, you know what? I'm looking at it right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so it says limited edition uh, collectors something. Can you make out what it says? Collectors. Yeah, uh, limited edition. And yeah, it says in the middle, it says collector's edition. Limited production, yeah. Limited production, collector's edition. Yeah, I do have that. I've, I've never taken it out of the packaging, but I do have one of those. And uh, I don't know where it was released or, you know, if it was an exclusive somewhere or, you know, why it was limited production. But uh, it is a really cool looking alien. And yeah, it looks z- like xenomorphish colors on Like, yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, and um, you know, that's one thing I want to say about you know they say like Alien Ultimate Commander, but they're not really referring to like biomechanical oh, suit. Yeah, yeah, they're referring <laughs> Doctor, to like Doctor the... Own or whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Oaken. <laughs> oh, Oaken. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> they're referring to like the little packing alien that comes with it. That's funny. So the idea is that um, you take the little alien pack in and then you put it into the head. So there are these little, there's a clamp on the back of the, the exoskeleton or the uh, biomechanical suit's head. You pinch that and then it opens up and you can see if you, if you demo it at the store, because you can actually try it out at the store, there's a little hole in the back. Um, there is a little cardboard version of the alien in there. Mm. And then once you buy it and take it home and open it up, you can pull that out and then put the actual little alien figurine in there. God, that was so much fun. And the, the tentacles were all bendy wires. Yeah. And so was the little alien packing. Like they were like, they had like a little, like, like a metal skeleton inside so you could pose it. But I, I can't remember ever getting them to fit inside the head. Could you? That was the like the ones that I remember having. The only, I mean, the Supreme Commander one fit, no worries, because that thing was huge. But mm-hmm. um, you had to like... They, you could jam them in there, but they were all like the head was always like a little bit open, like still, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it was, <laughs> it's like they were like, ah, oh, it's like a millimeter off. They're like, ah, oh, ship it. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, the biomechanical suit also had, like you were saying, very bendy tentacles. You could pose them. And then it had two rigid ones that you could use to kind of balance the figure, like on your shelf. Yeah. Um, that was the other thing. Those things didn't stand like. <laughs> by any means like yeah you had to prop them up i remember that that was pretty funny yeah it was and even even like those those more rigid tentacles they would like warp after a while the legs would start to warp and Mm -hmm. um it's funny because when you look at these they did a fantastic job recreating the sculpt of the way these creatures looked in the film like they look so film accurate it's a perfect sculpt almost you know the paint detailing on all of these is awesome they're all unique Mm -hmm. but but uh you know they are very flimsy is the only thing yeah that's uh, that was like the drawback and then even if you had it's kind of like what they did with the um the kenner aliens we have all these different aliens but you only had like a handful of uh, you know humans or antagonists kind of thing and they only had like what three or four and they were the humans were just kind of like okay like they really focused on the aliens and not the the humans or anything <laughs> Like yeah yeah totally um, you mentioned the likenesses were not there at all <laughs> yeah the human action figures were were 
you know, really the opposite. They didn't look anything <laughs> like their movie counterparts. I'm looking at Will Smith right now. I'm like, he didn't sign off on that. They didn't even ask him. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Like all of them, they're, I mean, you know, they look kind of 90s. The proportions are kind of off. You know, they're not going to be, you know, what we get today. But yeah. I think even back then, you know, they were kind of weird looking. Yeah. I, but you know what? That's like, that's part of what we grew up with. And, you know, even though they don't have super articulation, you know, all that all that stuff it, they still had the play feature and that's what yeah. that's what you know that's what we had back in the day yeah that, know, that's just... a huge difference between now and then is that back then yeah you had limited articulation but the fun factor was there because they would always throw in all these different accessories that you could use yeah and rocket fire and you know it, even the jet I, I never did you have any like the um i never ever saw the play set but i remember the alien attack i remember playing with that in the store and I think I saw the jet, the Hornet F-18. Mm-hmm. Did I see that? I'm sure I did. Yeah, I think I recall seeing those in stores. I know that I had the uh, the uh, the alien attacker ship. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The spaceship. I actually did a yeah, review. Their spaceship. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get that though until I was an adult. I did a review on it in the channel a few years back. Um, but oh, okay. It's uh, yeah. So these are these are vehicles. They're actually pretty cool. They they look very. They're nicely sculpted. The paint's you know decent. But they have like little pack in like action figures. Like the alien is only like a couple inches tall, so they're not scaled to the main line. They're they're scaled a little bit smaller. Yeah, that was the, like the one bummer because that would have been cool to be able to fit any of the aliens inside and then right. put the humans inside the uh, the jet and everything else. Yeah, and you mentioned the alien supreme commander. So basically, this is kind of like these other aliens we're talking about, but this is a much bigger one. And uh, the way that it works is that there's a little sensor in the front of the alien. So anytime you walk by it, you would set it off and it would make these like sounds and the head would split open and you'd see the alien, you know, uh, host inside the biomechanical yes. suit. <laughs> so it's it's cool. almost it's almost like ahead of their time. Like this is if you if anyone saw Resurgent, this is like the alien at the very end, like the giant yep, alien. So, basically. yeah, they just made it a couple years in advance. That's yeah. all. Yeah, the, the toys made it up. <laughs> oh, that would be funny if that was the case. <laughs> yeah, that that is funny. Have you ever seen that? Uh, okay, so you have the uh, the alien ship. There's actually a variant of it that has a metallic paint scheme for the attacker. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, no, I did not know that. Yeah, the alien attacker. There is a. It's it says on the box new ultra metallic, and it's like a it's a variant. Um, it seems to sell for a little bit higher than the regular version. So I don't know if it was like a later production run or, you know, change or something that they did. Yeah. Production change. But, um, yeah, it seems like it generally commands a little bit of a higher premium than the regular version. I think you, you get me like, go back and find all these things now. Like I want to, I want like the entire set. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what happens. Like we talk about this stuff and then it's like, I saw a bunch of Mighty Max from our last conversation. I was like, do I want to do Mighty Max? Like, nice. I don't, I don't. <laughs> somebody outbid me. So I was like, oh, thank God. Okay. Dodge the bullet for right now. Sure. Uh, there was also the bio containment chamber. So basically it had another one of these little posable alien hosts, you know, the small ones, but it also yeah. came with a chamber that I guess, you know, like you see in the film, you see the aliens inside, um, you know, those, um, those, oh, the, the, yeah, the more, um, the ones that were from the original Roswell crash. From area, yeah. Yeah. The ones that are at area 51. Yeah. 
which, you know, I never quite understood why those ones look so big, but then the one that comes that the one that's in the biomechanical suit a little bit later is so small. You know what? I, I yes, I thought the same thing. I thought maybe because they're in the liquid, they look bigger, maybe uh-huh. because of our perspective. But yeah, maybe I mean maybe they were um, older aliens. That's why they were on a scouting mission. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that always bothered me to some extent. I gotta say. You know what's funny? Now you just made me realize that um, I remember the comic book tie-in for that, or may, you know what? It came with the, the VHS. Mm if I'm not mistaken. And it's, it's like a prequel. It shows like the, the alien ship, the reason it crashed at Roswell is because it got hit by lightning. Oh, wow. And then, um, things happen. If I remember correctly, it's only like three or four pages, something like that. But it was, I remember that being like a pack in for the, uh, the VHS. Huh. I'd have to look that up. I, yeah. I know Cause I definitely that. remember the, I definitely remember the artwork on that. No, as soon as you just said that, you just totally reminded me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is interesting because I know we have the VHS, but I don't remember that specifically. So yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'll have to look that up. I'll look that up before everyone starts yelling at me in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, that you know they. I feel like like we had said like it, nowadays, if this movie had done really well, I think they would have really expanded upon you know everything. Maybe not the way they did in Resurgence, but. Um, yeah, you know it, it's they they really left it open to kind of like decide for yourself what um, you thought these. I mean, the aliens don't even have their own names. Everyone's just like, oh yeah, they're the locusts. They're like, you know, you come up with all kinds of different stuff. So mm-hmm. it's definitely one of those thinking movies where you know you can call them whatever you want, or you just call it the Independence Day aliens. Yeah, I like calling them by their names, like Alien Science Officer and Alien Shock yeah. Trooper. And- right <laughs> weapons expert i mean because in, you know, in your mind as a kid you know building up like that mythology behind these figures is just fun to do yeah seriously and you know the colors and everything else that they did um yep even though there's that one shot and towards the end of the film where you know they're in the mothership and you see like they're all basically like the alien attacker pilot like the same color and everything yeah yeah oh i found it okay how do i get this to you um it's like ID4 Independence Day number zero. It's by Marvel Comics did it. And uh, yeah, I, it's like the f- number zero. It shows the lightning hitting the ship and stuff like that. So maybe that's what it was. It was like a pack in, but it only gave you like a glimpse of what the comic, like read the comic or here's a, uh-huh. here's a little tidbit. But yeah, I definitely, uh, it's real. Everyone yeah, can that's... stop writing mean comments <laughs> now. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely have yes. to give that a look. Um, and the only other thing from this line was the, uh, okay, so I mentioned the biocontainment chamber. That had a light, if I if I didn't throw that little factoid in there. It had a light that you would press the button and that would light up. So you, it looked like the alien was like submerged, I guess. That's cool. Um, so yeah, the, I remember I remember those. It was like a two double pack, right? Or something like that? Like kind of well, had the, had alien, the chamber and the alien? Exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then the only other thing uh, that I'm seeing here is the Los Angeles invasion. This is the giant action playset, as it's termed on the box. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I remember seeing this on the back of the packaging for, for the rest of the toys, but I don't remember actually, like, seeing the playset or having any no, experience I never, with it. Uh, I went on online uh, earlier today, and I was trying to see it, like, on YouTube, because I wanted to see... Because the box only... It's it's I think it's artwork because you can you know, some of the uh, examples I've seen, but it doesn't really show you exactly 
what you're getting and the only review or whatever's online they didn't open the box so they're mm. they're like oh, i'm gonna keep it i'm like no why would you do this <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to resolve this somehow on our own yeah no and the discs we gotta talk about the discs we got, let's talk about the discs because we resolved this one from the last we one we <laughs> did so you were on a, a recent episode called all the toy lines we never got to and it was basically a free-for-all where we went over like 20 plus different toy lines in a short amount of time relatively speaking it was still a three-hour episode oh, um, it, was it was a lot of fun and uh so we talked about the floppy discs that were included with these figures in this toy line uh, and um, how I tried to use them on my computer and, you know, failed at doing it because I couldn't figure out the controls and uh, I heard sound, but I didn't really see anything going on other than just like an image of it was the alien just sitting in the chair uh, in, in its ship, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't get it to work. I didn't know what to do. I would, you know, as a kid, I would just get frustrated. So I would just like turn it off. Um, and we talked about how I had not seen any video clips of these games on YouTube because um, prior to our recording, I had in fact been looking for them. Um, it would probably been about a year before that since I last looked, but periodically I was checking to see if these were on YouTube and they, they weren't. But lo and behold, I guess in the last several months, somebody went and uploaded, um, I think all but one of the discs to YouTube. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's quite the like entertaining, like even like for you, like okay, I never got to play it. It didn't work. It's like you weren't missing much. Like it, <laughs> it wasn't anything. Like you know, it's built as like it's exciting. It's a computer game. Like it involves like stuff from the movie, and you can go on and choose your own adventure. Yada yada. It's just like an alien like sitting in a chair, and you point and click, and you barely just, like see anything. So it's still cool <laughs> to see. But um, it gives you a glimpse of how the aliens uh, fly their ships, I guess, with all their little tendrils and yeah, things. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty wild. It's probably a good thing that they didn't work because I think I would have been disappointed and I wouldn't I wouldn't really have understood what was going on because I think you basically just press like one or two buttons on the keyboard to do anything. And yeah. even then, there's it's really only doing one thing, right? It's like trying to like blow up the earth or... Yeah, you, you like the the funny thing is that one of the you can go to Earth or you can go to like Vector Sigma Prime or something like that, and then the other one is like you can go to Klaatu, which is I guess from um, the day the Earth stood still hmm. or something like that. And whichever one you pick on, usually like you die from like a supernova <laughs> unless you go to the Earth and then you don't really do anything, and it's like like you're truly the supreme commander, like you destroyed. Or, or no, it'll go um, virus up. So it's like basically when uh, S- Stephen Hiller and um, was it Jeff Goldblum are doing their thing, and it'll say like virus uploaded, and then it says like get revenge, and then you end up blowing up the earth anyways. And I'm like, oh, so that works. Okay, like th- that's that's simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, getting blown up by a supernova. That's not a good way to go out. Right. Yeah. It's it's uh it's definitely 90s graphics, yeah. Oh yeah, that's the that's the plus. Yeah, and and I mean when you look at these, it almost feels like we were talking about viruses earlier. It almost feels like the kind of screen you would get, like if you did get a virus back at that time. Oh totally, yeah. Or even now, if if that showed up, you'd be like, oh my computer's screwed. (laughs) Yeah, I'm done. It's got a 90s virus. Um, (laughs) Oh, that'd be weird. A 90s (laughs) virus like attacking like a 2019 like computer. 
Oof, yeah, that'd be creepy. Like they somebody put it back then, just hit now. Like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, one of them that I saw, I, I didn't watch them all because there's quite a few of them. But one of them that I looked at was like an alien, like trying to transform like objects into different objects. <laughs> I like, didn't see that one. That's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, like he. I remember there was like a like an animal, and he turned into like, I don't know. Like I'm just kind of, I don't remember what the exact items were, but maybe he took like, like a little plant and turned it into a teddy bear or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, I mean that, yeah, that makes total sense about like that's what the aliens were doing before they attacked. They're just like, <laughs> yeah, let's turn this cat into a a, plant. a cactus. Yeah. <laughs> It's like horribly like graphic, you know, like splitting the cat open. It's like, oh my god, like, what is on this disc? It's weird because in this in this game, and I'll have to send it to you. It's like basically you're pressing a button and it's just like going like and it's basically just transforming it before your eyes into something different. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is thanks, Trend Masters. This is this is uh, the perfect pack in back in the day. Could you imagine if they did that now? Like people like. Like Black Series, like oh, we're gonna put a, a people would just <laughs> you think they get mad about Jurassic Park exclusives and stuff. Like what is this? Yep, and I can't even think of like where you would even use a floppy disk these days. <laughs> that would be the goal. Like, like you know, you'd have to search out, and then the you know there'd be a code for a, a free figure right <laughs> it's like the ultimate test and then like finally you figure it out and then your computer is like oh this game is incompatible that's too funny yeah i'm i'm glad when you said that they somebody put them up i looked it up and i was like oh my god that's that's exactly what i thought was on these discs <laughs> like all these years yeah it's 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 funny like just like out of the blue like oh there they are there's like so many different ones you'd think they would have made like you know like a jet maybe try to get away from an alien spaceship or you know it's like a shooter like an old spaceship shooter something like that no it's a it's a point and click adventure yeah <laughs> i like the alien like graphics too the packaging for the original like for the id4 stuff was actually pretty cool though i give it to him it's a little you know very blue black but um Oh yeah, the packaging looked looked really cool. It, it definitely yeah. captured you know the feel of the spaceships from the film, and uh, you know just that overall the blue and the black, and it just felt right. Like it, it really fit. Oh my God, he's he's transforming a turtle. He turned it into a dove or a pigeon. <laughs> and now it's it turned into a bug. This is what the aliens were doing. This is this was their master plan. Was to just transmutate everything into other yeah. things. Yeah, so That is too funny. Thank you for sending that. Yeah, so no plants, but you know, definitely transforming animals into other animals. You forwarded a little bit. There's like some eggs there too, like or something. I don't know. Are those eggs? They look like eggs. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> like alien eggs. <laughs> They're trying to crossbreed with like aliens from Earth. How come? That's a that's a thing they should have done. Why didn't they do alien meets Independence Day? That would be <laughs> interesting. Like the like eggs get a boy. Like, I don't know. Actually, I'd have to think about the plot on that one. Maybe Predator versus Independence Day. Who knows? <laughs> So many things you could do. They gotta, they gotta do more things with Independence Day. 
Yeah, they do. I mean, these games are weird, though. I mean, there's really no clue what's going on. There there wasn't any instructions that came, as far as I recall, like telling you what to do with the games, like once you actually got on your computer and were starting to play them. Um, yeah, so it was, I don't think, yeah, I don't think so either. And the music is very, like, harsh. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, they're really out there. Uh, I'm going to throw some links in the, in the show notes, so anybody that wants to look these up on YouTube, definitely give it a look. Oh, you uh, got to, yeah. You'll laugh. It's, it's like, <laughs> classic. Even if you watch, like, one or two, you'll get the gist of it. You'll just be like, oh, this is going to be a once-a-month kind of thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect way to say it, because they are very bizarre. Yeah. All right. So what I want to do now is uh, on Twitter, I asked uh, people to share their memories of Independence Day, things that they remembered from it. So I'm just going to read through a few of them here. Sure. Uh, Tom Chorlton, who is one of our contributors here on a Cantina Chatter podcast from time to time, uh, he says, I watched it seven times in the movie theater, the most I've ever seen a movie in the theater. Still love it. Goofiness and all. Yeah. That's good. That's good, Tom. I agree. I agree with you on that one. It's definitely, uh, they should, I don't know why they don't, like, on independent, like, you know, you're saying July 4th's coming up. Why do they do, like, um, screenings of that movie? I'd go see that again. Heck yeah. <laughs> 3D or something. I'd go watch it. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Dave 93. I love this movie. First film I got to see multiple times in the theater. I had the poster hanging on my wall for years. I still love it, but if you didn't see it in the 90s, I'm not sure it holds up. 90s one-liners and computer viruses <laughs> so a little bit That's of what true. we touched on yeah i you know what the posters that that movie had a very cool marketing campaign i you know thinking back on that now like people like the posters were something that you could keep up on your wall because it was like it's independence day but it's also very atmospheric and they were all pretty cool looking you know, at least it didn't have like Bill Pullman and all the stars like on it. It was just like space. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe the um, the ship from Independence Day coming in. That very cool scene with all the fire and it's entering the atmosphere. And yeah, that was. God, I'm yeah. gonna watch that movie sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, I am too. But I think you're right. Yeah, that, like we, we would just get glimpses of characters like um, David Levinson and um, you know President Whitmore, but it wasn't very like. You know, you didn't really know what was going on. There wasn't really, like, they didn't give anything away. It's not like now where they basically spell out the whole movie in the teaser. Oh, yeah. Or the trailer. It was, like, very, like, restrained. And, you know, they really didn't give anything away about plot or what was going on. But you knew that alien, it was about alien invasion. And that's really all you needed to know. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I already know, thanks to the internet, like, I already know the plot for Joker and Trans- <laughs> or, uh, uh, Terminator Dark Fate. Like, back in the day, I didn't, I mean, they blew up the White House. You knew that was, like, a big spoiler. Yeah, and you knew that was coming, but uh, yeah, you, you definitely didn't know things. That that was that was the best way to watch movies back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> so Jason Garcia says, "I remember going opening weekend with my family. I really loved it. Also, first time I ever experienced a standing ovation after a film ended. Ah. Uh, probably because it was Fourth of July, and also because it was just great. Who doesn't love Bill Pullman's president speech? Cheesy, but goat. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, definitely that's... like. And you know what? It's totally right because." For something that's as epic as is like overcoming a a horrible tragedy, you know. I mean, this is it's, the movie is a giant tragedy um, because of all the people that like die. But for an independence movie, yeah, that is uh, that's the perfect 
perfect movie for that type of uh, weekend. It is. And it is cool how, you know, we didn't really talk about this, but how at the end of the film, everybody from across the world basically unites, you know, all the countries, you know, they put their differences aside. And yeah, uh, I think that goes back to something Reagan said, didn't he, about like, if if there was some sort of alien invasion that, you know, it'd probably be the quickest way to unite the whole world. Exactly. Um, Yeah. 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 Interesting stuff. Yeah. I wish that would happen now. (laughs) (laughs) Liam Fitzgerald says, I love the alien designs. I still wish some company out there had made super articulated versions. I know that Trendmaster's figures were good, but mostly 5 POA. Aside the bendy wire tentacles. Also, the discs they came with were super frustrating. Oh my god, yeah. I hope you've seen the videos. <laughs> yes, as we know now, they, they were pretty bad. They, um, they, made, uh, they made Funko Pops for Resurgence. I know that. And, yeah, but, and for um, the original, I think, didn't they? I, yeah, I think so too. I think didn't they? It all came out around the same time. Like, they just yeah, did both I never, yeah, I never got them. Yeah, I Probably think that's still. really the only Independence Day stuff that's come out in a long time. Probably, yeah, since the nineties, basically. Because I, I know that leading up to Resurgence, I really was hoping there was going to be a toy line, but sadly there wasn't. Yeah, wouldn't that have been rad? It, it's just so funny to me how these toy companies sometimes they're like, it's like you have alien spaceships, monsters, all this stuff. You can't make a toy line from this. Come on. Yeah. And, you know, I think it was also partly like a 90s thing. It's like we were talking about in that last episode. It's like movies like Robin Hood, like, you know, would not get a toy line nowadays. But no, this yeah. one did. So <laughs> you um, think, you know, I mean, like, yeah, I it's too bad because but I mean, that's just that's how things have turned out. You know, kids don't really collect or play with a lot of stuff like we did back in the day. And toy lines are really just there to market the movie at this point. Yeah, so. yeah, totally. Uh, Fede says, one of the most entertaining movies ever made, its force beside the special effects and the fantastic musical score is the charisma of basically every actor character, even the supporting ones. So that goes back to something yeah. we were talking about as well, that, you know, everybody is is very likable, uh, you know, great, yeah. great cast, uh, you know, great, you know, characters. And uh, he also mentioned the soundtrack. And I think that's also something that, you know, we, we should mention is the soundtrack for this movie was really good. Yeah, especially... I mean, I've mentioned a couple of times, but when the when the first ship is shown, like that is a great reveal, like that really epic, like whoosh, I guess you'd say, of music, and you're just like that, like it's it's a dreadful scene. You're just like they're screwed, like dang. <laughs> and yeah. Jeff Goldblum's on the roof, going like, uh, like I'm like I always remember like touch it, like touch, like the ship is not that high, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that scene where he's playing chess with his dad. Yeah. People don't play chess enough in parks anymore. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Uh, JT Rex says that speech by the president still gives me chills. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tony says such a great movie. The sequel, eh, not so great. Yeah. it. I don't know how Judd Hirsch survived that, but he did. <laughs> yeah, that was, a little, that was a little far out. Yeah. Um, Sastre says, I think I'm saying that right. Sastre, Sastre, I apologize if I'm not pronouncing that correctly. Uh, love the scope of the story and the score. I also remember drooling over the Trendmasters toys, which came with floppy disks. Ha ha. So, <laughs> yep, we remember that very, very well. We haven't talked about those once in this episode. No. Nah, nah. What's a floppy disk? Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you do with those? Uh, I don't know. What, what if you handed one out to like a, a kid like in middle school? What, be like, here you go use it oh my god have you have you seen those videos where they like the kid doesn't even know what a game boy is he's like what do you do with this and yeah I'm like, yeah i have what <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Uh, Andrew Scott Mayer says, uh, score in particular by David Arnold uh, is what I find the uh, to be one of the best things about it. So yeah, another person uh, praising the score, which, uh, which is really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cliff Bauman says, definitely still one of my all-time faves, Jeff Goldblum at his finest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> must go faster. Like, yeah. They're like, you know what? We need to, we want you to say something you've said in a movie before. You pick it. And he's like, oh, well, yeah. I'll just say must go faster. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because even as a kid at that, you know, seeing Independence Day, I'm like, you said that in Jurassic Park is, you know, what I'm thinking. And, you know, just like, yeah, it's just funny that he did that. <laughs> but, you know, it's Jeff Goldblum. So we give him a lot of slack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he could do no wrong. He can't. That man's got a sense of style I could only dream of. My I God. know, exactly. Exactly. And then Sean says, gotta be Bill Pullman's speech. Uh, is it cliched? Yep. Is it cheesy? Yep. Does it make me pump my fist in the air every time I hear it? Hell yes. Kind it of does. a perfect really analogy does. for the film, actually. <laughs> yeah. Except it's... for that guy at the end that salutes. He just, he ruins it. <laughs> that guy. It's actually funny because he put he put a gif of that, that exact guy you're talking about doing the oh, really? salutes. <laughs> He knows what's up, yeah. That's, yeah, that's that's hilarious. So yeah, um, lots of uh, cool feedback there. And it sounds like a lot of people share many of these same sentiments that we had about Independence Day and what makes it such a great and memorable film, uh, especially yeah. for those of us who uh, grew up with it back in the 90s. I was hoping somebody was going to write, like, that's the worst movie I've ever seen, it's garbage, and be like, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you see this scene? The dog missed the fire by a split second. Like, the fire didn't go into that little compartment for <laughs> whatever she was able to kick the door down. It just totally bypassed it as fire does. Everyone knows that. So. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fire. It doesn't know better. Yeah, like, don't don't talk about logistics in this movie. It's flawless. <laughs> flawless science. Love it. Human technology can give alien technology viruses. Just don't even, don't even at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the aliens were too superior for viruses. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum figured it out. If there was ever an alien invasion, you just called Jeff Goldblum. Exactly. That's, uh, that's, that's what I want down. by my side during an alien invasion. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> And you got to get cigars. Everyone has to have cigars after this movie, too. I remember asking my dad, I'm like, what? Like, you know, is that a thing? Or, you know, what? And he's like, yeah, like, that's fairly accurate. You know, you do something good, you have a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when the fat lady sings, right? Yep. You know what is really, like, the thing we didn't touch, the actual alien ship or, you know, the mothership for that, for the first movie, was pretty interesting inside like it had like really weird smaller ships and it almost looked if i remember it was very crystalline and very like almost like veg like their version of vegetation so it was a very bio mechanical ship i guess you could say i'd like to always have seen more of that that was very interesting once they were inside yeah that's what i wanted to see more of for sure would i would have loved to have seen more of that like you know even inside the discs that they were flying like over the earth you know just like like show me yeah. more of like the alien technology and you know what what it looks like and in, in their vehicle when they're like piloting because you know the whole movie is from the human's perspective which i think is one of the things that works to its advantage but um you know I, i'd also love to see like what what's inside those ships you know what does it look like in there what are they doing when they're blowing up all these cities yeah well you just look at the discs that came with the action figures it gives you sort of a, a good idea <laughs> exactly just look at, look at the discs that's all you need to do 
<laughs> they made you work for it back in 1994 or five. <laughs> totally. So, uh, Toysha, do you have any uh, parting thoughts on uh, Independence Day or the toys or any of the stuff we've been talking about? <laughs> uh, it to- it got snubbed during Oscar season. I will say that, but um, no, it's still it's still a great it's a great alien invasion movie. You know, they don't. I mean, they don't really do much of that anymore i'm trying to think back um they tried to make the blair witch an alien invasion movie last time i saw that but uh yeah they we need we need aliens to come back and and not marvel stuff i'm talking about like like evil aliens (laughs) (laughs) just aliens in general in all manners xenomorphs predators we we need more of that stuff because it's just fun yeah. It's fun to see. It is. We need some more alien movies. Uh, you know, I know Men in Black's coming back, you know, pretty soon here, but Oh no, um, it's already out. Did you know it's already out? No, I didn't know that. It's out already? Yeah, and it's I like I, I didn't know that until I was like, wait, I thought that was totally like, it's summer, but I thought that was totally coming like it's and it's gotten like well, we could talk about it later, but it's it's not doing so hot. Oh wow. <laughs> I thought it was like a July movie. That's what I thought too. It was at the the theater. I, bought, I drove by the theater. I was like, "What the heck? Like, when did this, huh, come out?" So, unless I'm wrong, and they maybe I saw like all the re- like they have reviews online, so maybe it's this weekend. But Toy Story it, is this weekend. I doubt they're gonna go near. Them. Yeah, I've heard good things about Toy Story, but not Men in Black International. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Toy Story. Another awesome '90s thing movie. And all over the toy aisles at your local Target, by oh, the way. Yeah, and, and even outside of the toy aisle, they're like in the boys and girls section, too. Like, just tons and tons and tons of them. Yeah. That's, sh- you know what? That's one thing I, I will say. Like, recently they've done with toys is that, like, boys' stuff's in the girls' section, girls' stuff's in the boys' section. And, like, a lot of people go like, ah, you know. And I'm, not, I'm like, you know what? As long as everyone's, like, just still having fun with toys, who cares? I don't care. Like, just make them cool and have fun with them. Yeah, just just let me buy them. Make them available to a, when I go to the store, you know, they're there. That's that, To me, that's the most important thing. I want to find I, the toys. Yeah, exactly. Make enough and, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. Like, please just have something when I go in <laughs> the store. Yeah, but no, I totally agree with you. I think that, um, you know, we need more aliens. Like, I think that's one of the things that, you know, I, I've said it several times now. That was one of the things that made this film special. It came out at the height of UFO mania in, the, in America. And, um, you know, when you're a kid growing up in that sort of, uh, you know, with that in the backdrop, you know, it it really, I think, uh, especially if you're like an imaginative kid or a creative kid, it really like uh, adds to your imagination. You know, it really gives yeah. you a lot of, you know, things to think about and, uh, I don't know. For somebody like me, that that always brought a lot of enjoyment to my life. So I definitely I agree with you. More aliens. Yeah, I agree. It's it's the '90s for me, and then growing up, and then you know doing very creative stuff myself. It's it added to that. Most it, you know, it's very outside the box, and it it just it was a lot of fun. You know, it's stuff. I just yeah, I wish they would do more of it. Just do more alien stuff. Do more alien stuff. Do more Independence Day toys, uh, especially if it's, <laughs> you know, in the spirit of that original line where, you know, you get to think about these different types of aliens that are, you know, yeah. have their own roles and their own jobs. And, you know, that's, that's just really fun, creative stuff. And I'm drawn to that. I love it. See, I would think like, you know, remember back in the day, like McFarland would do like movie mass, movie, mo- no, uh, what's it called? Um, movie Masters, right? What was it? Uh, Why can't I think of it? Masterpiece, maybe? 
No, all the, the horror stuff they used to do. It was cool. Movie Maniacs. Thank you. Yeah, I was like, what, what was that called? Like, that would be cool if another, you know, McFarlane or NECA could bring that back somehow and do the more obscure, you know, monster movie type stuff and throw in a penis day in there, you know? Have one of the aliens <laughs> and you could do some cool stuff with that. That way it's not just, you know, something nobody wants to buy except for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be pretty. You know, Independence Day, I think also you know, as we close out here, I think is the kind of thing that would probably still make a good like video game, like a, a proper, yeah. like open world, like video game. Like, I think that would be a really cool thing to see. Totally. Just like a shooter, like one of those like old SNES shooters, like uh phalanx or something like that. I don't care. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Or something, you know, where you can play either side, you maybe you play as the aliens, you get to see what, you know, that side of yeah. the universe is or, <laughs> Uh, or even as the humans, you know, and you have to strategize how to prevent them from, you know, wiping out humanity. <laughs> yeah, instead of like laser beams, you just shoot out virus code or whatever. <laughs> Gotta infect the ships so that they uh, they drop. I don't know. What are we even talking about anymore? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, Independence Day, obviously we love the film. Uh, I think that it is a quintessential 90s film. And if you grew up during that era, you probably saw it. You probably loved it. And if you're like me and Toysha's, you probably still love it and still find it highly enjoyable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you don't like it, you're you're the weirdo, not us. No. Just <laughs> keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, I need to go play with some uh, ID4 toys. So where can everybody find you online? I need to buy some. I got to buy some. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you can always find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, uh, at Toy Shiz. I make it real, real simple. And, you know, I like to keep it open. If you want to talk toys anytime, let me know. Just private message me, email me. I'm always there to talk about anything. So look forward to chatting with you guys. Yeah, and that's why you're like one of the perfect people to come on to Cantina Chatter Podcast and talk about all this stuff because – you know, we're, we're about the same age and, you know, we have the same memories and experiences and we love toys and we love talking about this sort of stuff. So, yeah, uh, I hope that, uh, yeah, I hope you'll come back very soon. I think so. I, I you know, I kind of had fun. I'll just say, I mean, it was like me- mediocre at best. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I would, I, I would love to. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Toysha. It's always a pleasure. Thank you guys for listening. Independence Day, uh, one of those movies that, you know, really hits me in the nostalgia. Uh, it's really something from my childhood, as well as all the toys. It was a very weird, uh, very small toy line, but one that definitely left its mark. And a huge thanks again to Toy Shiz for coming on here and talking all things Independence Day with me. If you aren't already, subscribe to the place it all started, the Victoria's Cantina YouTube channel where I review new toys and showcase retro toys from the past. You can also follow us for news and updates on Facebook by looking up Victoria's Cantina, toy photography on Instagram at Victoria's Cantina, and a constant drip of toy-related and other random and nonsensical tweets on Twitter at Vic's Cantina. If you're so inclined, we are on Patreon. Gain greater access to Victoria's Cantina by becoming a Patreon Cantina patron. For as little as a dollar a month, 
You'll help to keep the show going and also get exclusive content such as access to a private Twitter feed, early access to toy reviews, and behind the scenes featurettes. And if you can't, but you still want to help us out, one of the easiest and most helpful things you can do is leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. It only takes a minute, so hit that five-star rating and leave a note stating why you enjoy the show. It'll make us more visible on iTunes and help others to find our show. As always, I'm Victoria, and no matter where you're listening out in the galaxy, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to the Cantina Chatter Podcast.